Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the A to Z Sports, powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media because we are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network going live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors uh, because they make it happen for us and they help out you guys. Like Wilson County Hyundai, make them a part of your new car buying process by going to see them in Lebanon or simply WilsonCountyHyundai.com, the Bone & Joint Institute, BoneAndJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans, better coverage rates and service. Learn more about a health plan for you, FBHP.com slash ATOZ. And Hughes and Coleman Injury Lawyers, if you've been injured in a car wreck, call Hughes and Coleman for a free case consultation at 800-800-4600. Zach, there's a lot to talk about with the Titans injury updates uh, and with Ryan Tannehill versus Malik Willis. Uh, Not really sure who is going to get the nod. They're not versus each other, but Ryan Tannehill's ankle status, we will update um, later on in this morning's show, you talked about good game alert, good show alert. Send your buddies and your group text this link because again, a good show alert coming up. Because I think Zach, the Titans had have an advantage going into this game, regardless of who starts a quarterback, whether it's Tannehill on the bum ankle or Malik Willis making his second ever NFL start. And I saw this video from the 33rd team, a new NFL publication and website. And it's Trey Wingo and Eric Mangini. Eric Mangini, former uh, New England Patriots defensive coordinator who coached Mike Vrabel. And Eric Mangini talking about what he saw from Mike Vrabel as a player and what he's been able to do with this Titans team as a head coach. Because you could argue that Mike, when he played, was an assistant under Bill and, and with us. Mike was arguably the smartest player that I ever coached. And and his recall of things that happened multiple years ago as we were installing game plans was impressive. So it could be something we had gone back to, you know, from two or three years ago. And then not only could he recall it, but he could recall the situation and he could recall problems that we had in either installing it or things that we could do better. It it was amazing. And I give Mike a, a ton of credit. He's... I think overachieved year in and year out with, with the group that that he's had, and he consistently finds a way to win. And I, I, I've said this to you a lot, of Trey, is you go into the season with who you want to be, and then the really good coaches figure out who you have to be. Right. And Mike does a great job of figuring out who his team has to be as the season goes on. And I think the very last part of that is finding out who the Titans have to be right now in the middle of the season to be able to continue to win football games. And with that, what Eric Mangini just said right there, Mike Vrabel's the reason why the Titans have been able to string together five consecutive wins after an 0-2 start because he knows what this team has to be to win football games and not trying to force them into what they aren't. Yeah, I I, I think I thought two things when I heard that for the first time. 
And that was, first and foremost, it sounded like Sean McVay. You remember his mind of like he can remember anything and everything at any point in time back dating when he was, you know, quality control at the Redskins or whatever, right? So that type of mind, which is valuable. But the other thing that I thought is, and this is one thing I think Mangini missed that he probably should have said, is Mike Vrabel, because he missed a step. You have to find out who you are before you find out who you need to be. And I think Mike Vrabel is very good early on finding out who his team is because that's a part of it. Every team has a different identity. Now, as a whole, we know they like to run the football and play good defense, right? I'm not saying anything that uh, – and, and coach well, be disciplined, not have flags, not have yeah. negative plays, not turn the football over mentally be sound all of that but once you find out who you are the titans did not know what they were going to get from their tight ends and their wide receiving core before the season then they figured out oh well we're not very good there but how can we overcome those deficiencies with some of the things that we do well They've had good first halves. They've had poor second halves, right? They've had okay third quarters and really bad fourth quarters, right? And so they've maneuvered through this season, but I think at a point in time, and you're five and two, you've played seven games through eight weeks. You figured out who you are. The best part, and Austin, I'm glad you played that video when you played it, this weekend, Sunday night football against the Kansas City Chiefs, that's when boys become men or stay boys because, and we'll talk about that later in the show, the Houston Texans, look, they can stick around for a half like they did last night with the Philadelphia Eagles, but the cream's going to ride to the top. The horses are going to gallop away from the ponies. And I think this is the true test moving forward. I think the Titans know who they are. I think Sunday night, Mike Vrabel is going to find out who they need to be. Yeah, well, and I think what, you know, my my post-game show rant that I went on from Titans fans being negative after only being the Texans 17 to 10 last night of, guys, this is what the Titans had to do to win this game because of their quarterback situation. The Texans are the worst team in the NFL right now, and you flat out dominated them on their own field and Derrick Henry ran wild and he ran for 300 plus yards to win the game in the in the it was the the most lopsided one touchdown final score game I've ever been a part of uh was that game right because we know what that trash score was at the end for Houston but they know what they have to be and I also Zach when I hear Eric Mangini talk I remembered and I'll play the Eric Mangini video one more time because maybe some people did not get that but Brett Kern told Buck Rising last week that Mike Vrabel has three numbers, three analytics, three stats that usually determine the winner of a football game. So I'm going to go through those and we'll play the Eric Mangini uh, clip one more time. But Zach, first tell everybody about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Yeah, FBHP.com is where you need to go to get your next health plan, health, dental, vision, better service, better coverage, better race. That's what they provide. That's what they've provided me. 200 plus locations across the state of Tennessee. Farm Bureau Health Plans has got you covered. They've helped me tremendously. I save 20% every month for this plan that I have with FEHP 
compared to my previous plan. And I'm glad that I did. I get a contact allowance. I get free teeth cleanings. And all I had to do is take a quick health assessment. They gave me a quote and I realized, wow, I should have switched a long time ago. You can switch and start your health assessment to get your quote today by visiting fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. Also, don't forget, download the BetMGM app. Use our code ATOZ Sports. You get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 on pro football with our code. And also, A to Z Sports Picks is coming up later today at 2 p.m. Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, as well with Alan Bell, Brian Edwards, getting you set for a massive, massive, massive uh, college football and pro football weekend. But promo code ATOZ Sports gives you a risk-free bet on pro football up to $1,000 when you sign up with the BetMGM app. So, Zach, I'm going to play the Eric Mangini video one more time and then give you the the three analytics that Mike Vrabel goes by on how to win a football game, regardless of the players playing or the injuries occurring. But here's Eric Mangini one more time on Mike Vrabel. Because you could argue that Mike, when he played, was an assistant on, under Bill and, and with us. Mike was arguably the smartest player that I ever coached. And, and his recall of things that happened multiple years ago as we were installing game plans was impressive. So it could be something we had gone back to, you know, from two or three years ago. And then not only could he recall it, but he could recall the situation and he could recall problems that we had in either installing it or things that we could do better. It, it was amazing. And I give Mike a, a ton of credit. He's, I think, overachieved year in and year out with, with the group that, that he's had. And he consistently finds a way to win. And I, I've said this to you a lot, of Trey, is you go into the season with who you want to be, and then the really good coaches figure out who you have to be. Right. And Mike does a great job of figuring out who his team has to be as the season goes on. And regardless of who starts a quarterback, the Titans have to be able to run the football at Derrick Henry, and they have to be able to play really good defense. So I was listening to Brett Kern, former Titans punter great, who was in studio with Buck Rising last week. And there are three analytics that Brett Kern says that Mike Vrabel says to the team every week about how what you have to do to win the football game. Winning the turnover battle, rushing for more yards, and having a better quarterback rating. And if you look at it, if you win two of those three numbers, turnover battle, rushing yards, and quarterback rating, you will win the game. Two of the three. And if you look at what happened against the Texans, the Titans won the rushing battle by a million yards. And um, except for that last drive, Davis Mills would have had a worse quarterback rating than Malik Willis, but he put together a touchdown drive that didn't matter at the very end of the game. So that surpassed that. And then the turnover battle was two to one Texans. But the Titans were able to win that game because they ran for so many more yards than the Texans. If you look at all the wins that you go through for the Titans this season, it's it's the quarterback rating, the rushing yards, and the turnover battle. The Titans have won two or three of those in all the games they've won, minus that Texans game because of what I just said. So that's how the Titans win the game. Is because, and that's a Mike Vrabel message to his players, which is going along with what Mangini says, is you have to find out who you have to be. You have to be really strong in those three categories. And so far, the Titans have shown they can do that. Well... And the funny thing is, is you go to, let's just take last night's Thursday night football game, right? The Texans, they won one out of the three, but they didn't win two. They won the rushing yards. They ran all over Philly last night. 
But they lost the turnover battle. Mills threw two interceptions. And Jalen Hurts was by far, his quarterback rating was much better than Davis Mills because yeah. he didn't throw an interception. So, like, you look at that, and that's eye-opening. And I think the rushing yards is the big glaring statistic out of those three because of the Titans. Yeah, and because and Kern said this, and uh, Bork Borkington on YouTube says, did Kern reveal Vrabel's secret sauce? Maybe. <laughs> but if you go back to the Colts game, the Titans won the turnover battle. They outrushed the Colts, but uh, Matt Ryan technically had a better QBR than Tannehill. But the three turnovers to zero turnovers was such a big difference that it didn't matter. Uh, the same thing for the Washington game. Carson Wentz had a better... Uh, had a better uh, quarterback rating than Tannehill, but the one turnover at the end was the difference in that game. The Titans were able to win it. And so that's where I, I think it's interesting of what Kern said. And and somebody's uh, MB says that's probably the case in any game. No, that's the point, is that in any game, Mike Vrabel has it down to three ingredients to win a football game. Turnovers, rushing yards, and QBR. Which and makes a lot of sense because yeah. turnovers change the game. You reference the commander's game. Quarterback rating defines how your quarterback plays overall because it's a rating, right? right? Yes. Yeah, because it takes into turnovers and all that too. And rushing yards controls time of possession. So if you control time of possession, you control the clock, you score points, you don't turn the football over, you flip the field. Like all of those things go into football. It's really like that is, and I look, I would credit Mike Vrabel for bringing that to the table, but I would only assume that he learned that in New England, yes. right? Bill Belichick probably figured that out years ago when he was crunching film with uh, the Browns or even before the New York Giants under Bill Parcells, right? Is those, and that makes even more, I think it's even more impactful for the Tennessee Titans team, right? It matters different for different teams, but that's that's a very eye-opening, and I think that leads into this game of the importance of if they can execute those three t things that are hard to do, then they'll, at minimum, Austin, if they don't win the game, they'll be in the game. Yes. And the Titans are good at winning games that they are in at the end. Yes, exactly. It is eSports here live on this Friday. So let's get to a Ryan Tannehill and Malik Willis conversation as well uh, because I did see uh, Ken say, let's be honest, if Willis is on the field, the Titans are not winning the QBR battle. It was especially if you're going up against Patrick Mahomes. How many other quarterbacks, not named Josh, Josh Allen, step on the field with Patrick Mahomes and have a great chance of outperforming Mahomes? Tannehill did last year. Uh, in that game in the regular season. But uh, we all know what happens when Mahomes usually steps out there. Well, that's why it's so hard to outduel Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers and even Tom Brady. I'm not talking about this year's Tom Brady. But yeah. the history of Tom Brady is they are efficient and they don't turn the football over. Aaron Rodgers doesn't throw a lot of interceptions. He never has and he probably never will. That's just how he is. Patrick Mahomes is the same way. So it's hard to win that column right so what do you have to do you've got to try to win the other two with a forced fumble on a running back and then controlling the clock with Derrick Henry if that's the team you're talking about absolutely so Ryan Tannehill practiced limited Wednesday in what the Titans held a walkthrough practice on Wednesday where Tannehill was limited Thursday's practice Tannehill was a did not practice so Malik Willis got all the reps 
uh, really the last couple of days, Wednesday's walkthrough was kind of a tough thing. Overall, the team didn't do much as a whole. But then Malik Willis and his performance against the Texans in his first start. Zach, let's hear from Pat O'Hara, Titans quarterback coach, on what he thought about the rookie's first start at quarterback. And then we'll ask you guys all a question about what we're going to see Sunday night. Well, it's just really mainly it's great that he was able to get some on-the-job training, you know. And uh, I thought collectively as a team played well around him, and it was it was really great to be able to come back, watch the tape, and learn from it. I mean, that's watching yourself. There's no substitute for watching yourself on tape. What was your message to him after the game when you did watch it together? You know, we won the game. You know, that's huge. You know, that's that's the goal. And then we really went through the game, you know, with the nuts and bolts of just. Uh, being consistent and operating on a consistent manner and you know it's his first game so I told him you only have to have a, a first game as a rookie starter once so we got that one behind us. How's he responded to that coaching in these first couple of days of practice? Since? Awesome yeah he's a great guy and um, you know willing to put in the time and learn and you know it'll it'll continue to go that way this is a learning process. I think for any quarterback you know you, you've got to be able to pull the trigger and let it let it go you know and when you're doing it for the first time you know, the first time prior to operate that camera might have been a little, little odd. You know what I mean? So uh, it's a first time in a lot of, a lot of ways uh, for Malik, and it was good for him to get on the job training. Is really how I look at it. On the job training was mentioned twice there by Pat O'Hara uh, yesterday at Titans practice. The quarterback coach there. So Zach, what do you think about O'Hara's comments? I think what he talked about was his comfort level, and he, he wasn't comfortable because it was his first start in the NFL ever. You go against playing against teams that play Liberty to going against grown-ass men, it's different. And you can't be late. You have to have your footwork correct. And I do think that quarterbacks tend to second-guess themselves because, now, he didn't get a lot of opportunity. I will say, Austin, the team and the coaching staff protected Malik Willis from probably making more mistakes, right? Well, they controlled yeah. the football game. They ran. They minimized his passes and his throws, his drop backs. So they helped him against that. But even when we did see Malik Willis get opportunities, it was shaky. It's what you expect from a rookie quarterback, especially drafted in the third round. And Titans for Truth says uh, they've got to let Malik loose. Well, they they gave him opportunities. To, to complete passes. That's not the game you let him lose. No, 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 no. There's no, no reason. No, because you can run the ball 40 times with your running backs and gain 300 yards. <laughs> and did you hear how Pat O'Hare, well, we won the game. Like, yeah. the, the inflection of what he said. Here, let's play, play it one more time. It's yeah. right at the beginning. Listen to the inflection of Pat O'Hare's voice when he said, we won the game. Well, it's just really mainly it's great that he was able to get some on-the-job training. You know, and uh, I thought collectively as a team played well around him. And it was it was really great to be able to come back, watch the tape and learn from it. I mean, that's watching yourself. There's no substitute for watching yourself on tape. What was your message to him after the game when you did watch it together? You know, we won the game. You know, that's huge. You know, that's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that tells you everything you need to know. That business trip to Houston was about winning the football game. Yep. That's all. And they did that. So, yeah, they'll diagnose what he did well. But, you know, Malik Willis will not have that luxury against other teams or consistently in this league. And I'm curious, and this is kind of getting into our next question, is where's the next opportunity going to come from 
against the next team not named the Houston Texans at the bottom of the NFL. Yeah, because the reality is Ryan Tannehill has not done a lot this week at practice, limited in a walkthrough and did not practice yesterday for the Titans. We'll see what happens today on Friday. And let's be honest, Austin, Ryan Tannehill has not been knocking down the barn door. He hasn't been so stellar. He's been a lot better than Malik Willis, but comparative to the NFL and other quarterbacks, it's not like Ryan Tannehill is having his 2020 campaign. He's been brutal. He's been What's managing. That? He's been okay. Well, I think Tannehill's been really good. Uh, it's just the offense around him has not. And and you mentioned Ryan Tannehill has not been putting up his 2020 numbers. That's because he doesn't have the 2020 offensive line, the 2020 tight ends, the 2020 wide receivers. And that's a big deal. <laughs> He's got the 2020 running back back behind him. And that guy's doing his job, but everybody else around is not. So let's ask this question, Zach, and get all the chat uh, more involved uh, here on this Friday morning. Who do you think will start for the Titans Sunday night? Ryan Tannehill or Malik Willis? Who do you think will start for the Titans Sunday night? Is it Ryan Tannehill or is it rookie Malik Willis? But first, let me tell you guys about Hughes and Coleman Injury Lawyers, the official injury lawyers of the Tennessee Titans. And if you've been injured in a car wreck, all you got to do is give them a call for a free case consultation at 800-800-4600, and they will go get you the money you deserve. They've been doing it for over 30 years across the state of Tennessee and in Kentucky and have won their clients over $1 billion. That's with a B, billion. So Hughes and Coleman Injury Lawyers can do the same thing for you because they have the resources they're the official injury lawyers of the Tennessee Titans. So it's the only place you should call if you've been injured in a car wreck for a free case consultation. 800-800-4600, Principal Office, Nashville, Tennessee. It is eSports. We're powered by BetMGM. We love BetMGM. You should love BetMGM. Risk-free bet up to $1,000. $1,000. And, man, it, they're hooking you up. You can get a risk-free bet if you're a new user. You could bet all weekend. And we got some great games. So, Download the app today, the king of the sports book. That's BetMGM in your Apple or Android app store. Use the promo code in the promo code tab, A-T-O-Z-S-P-O-R-T-S, all one word, no spaces. Get that risk-free bet for new users up to $1,000. All right, so who do you think will start for the Titans against Kansas City on Sunday night football, Ryan Tannehill or Malik Willis, I'm trying to scroll to the top of the chat, but there's a lot of guys in here. A lot of you guys are commenting, so appreciate uh, that. Steven says Malik Willis again. Mark Jones says Tanny. Uh, Gene says Tannehill has been good, but J-Rob's never put the weapons around him. Different conversation. Uh, let's see. Ryan Tannehill for Titan Up. Grim Jim says Malik. John Foster goes with Tannehill. Jamel uh, Griffin says Ryan Tannehill for sure. D-Good throwing in the Logan Woodside. I doubt it. Uh, Jarrell says Tannehill. Actually, let me go back. Anything to D Goods thought on Logan Woodside? Like the Texans are terrible. And so you can get Malik Willis's feet wet, but do you put, I mean, I don't know if D Goods joking or not, but does Logan Woodside, is he a better passer right now than Malik Willis? Purely uh, passer. Well, um, probably just because that is his forte. Like, that's what he specializes in. And Malik and Forte being, like, comparative. But yeah, Malik relative. Willis Malik Willis is uh, can be and has the opportunity to be a playmaker. That's what yeah. Logan Woodside doesn't bring to the table. So, right. Woodside's the backup. 
and Willis is the starter if Ryan Tannehill is inactive for the game. Yeah, John says Tannehill. Roy says Tannehill. Um, Daff says Tannehill. Uh, Scott says it's looking like Willis, and Jamal Mills says Willis. Uh, Edmund says, unfortunately, Malik. Uh, DJ says Tannehill. JJ says Tannehill. Matt Drew says, sadly, Malik. So, Zach, what do you think? Who do you think will start for the Titans at quarterback, Ryan Tannehill or Malik Willis? It's funny to get the temperature of the fan base prior to Malik's first start and then after his first start. Right. Very different. And so I think that this is a good question based on what happened last week because, look, I I thought I, I was at 90% that Ryan Tannehill would play last week. Well, that 10% crept up and stole all the thunder. Austin, you felt probably not that high, but you felt like Ryan Tannehill was going to play. I feel I like the, the chat felt like Ryan Tannehill was going to play, and he didn't. This week, he's not practicing much, and the reason why I put Vrabel games to kind of headline some of the graphics today is because are these Vrabel games? Are these, hey, we're going to downplay all of the work. We're going to uh, limit Tannehill. We're going to make Kansas City study both quarterbacks and prepare for both quarterbacks. Put one of those jerseys on to have somebody run around like Malik, but then have another guy at quarterback to emulate Ryan Tannehill. I do believe that they made the business decision based on two things, his ankle and the Houston Texans to not have Ryan Tannehill play. I think a third little salt bay was we need you healthy for Kansas City. I think Ryan Tannehill in prime time has to play. And this is one, Austin, he said that he was not healthy enough to protect himself. And that's pretty heavy. If you cannot protect yourself, you shouldn't be playing NFL quarterback, right? You'll get hurt. I think they double taped that ankle. And I think that Ryan Tannehill plays. And I think he has to play. These are the type of games. Ryan Tannehill's toughness has never been in question. If he really couldn't protect himself, I believe the man. Because we've seen him take some big time hits right in the face and deliver downfield over the years of his Titans tenure. I think he plays prime time AFC battle. This is five and two versus five and two. And this is really getting ahead of a possible number two seed for the Tennessee Titans. The bills obviously have the tiebreaker, but you don't want to have the bills and the chiefs have the tiebreaker. Cause now Austin, you blink twice and you're just trying to vie for third and fourth place because you're probably going to win your division to get in the playoffs. You're not really looking for anything else. Yeah. That's again, like I, I've kind of, as the season has gotten going, I felt like three or four seed is the spot um, regardless of how it goes. But you know, yeah, getting, having a a tiebreaker over the chiefs would be massive uh, for that because of what we talked about yesterday, by the way, on the Logan Woodside Malik Willis thing, uh, Malik Willis has more passing attempts in his NFL career than Logan Woodside. 10. 
Yeah, Logan Woodside's got three. <laughs> he's, he's one for three passing in his career. In Logan the Woodside's season. a perennial backup. He is what he is. No, I'm just saying it is funny because one game made all the difference uh, for Malik. In, but that's in that. also attributed to Ryan Tannehill's health. Yes, uh, definitely. So, Zach, I, part of me is like, do you, do, do you, are you, does the two seed, is it realistic regardless? Like can't like are you, you gotta believe you're five and two? Well, and so so I asked this question to Sam on Wednesday when you were working on another project after the trade deadline. I said, is the reason why John Robinson didn't go for a trade is because of they know who they are, they know what their limited ceiling is this year, and they don't want to give up the future for maybe, maybe raising that limited ceiling a little bit. Is that is the two seed actually realistic? But do you, but Austin, you know, in the NFL, you Mike Vrabel doesn't think like that. But my 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 point is, like, are you gonna beat like, are you gonna beat the Chiefs in Kansas City on Sunday Night Football with this type of Tannehill, with this level, with this injury? The Titans have done it before. They they, they win games hurt, like this, Zach. With a hurt Tannehill, injured is unable to play. Hurt is not healthy with a hurt Tannehill with a healthy Tannehill in this offense are the Titans realistically an option to upset the chiefs as a 13 point dog on Sunday night football under the lights. Is it realistic? No. That's why they play the game. But if Tannehill worsens the injury, now what's the outlook? But Austin, let me time out. What did you think when Derek Henry went down? What is the realistic possibility of the Titans being the one seed? So Not, I'm going to take exactly sure, what you just fair. said, and I'm going to turn it around to last season. And you would have said slim and none. Why right, don't you start fighting for factor. the three, the four? But they got the one seed. Hey, but we all we all know this. The quarterback is more important than the running back when it comes to availability and health. If you don't have Tannehill for the rest of the season, then it's, I mean, you might win the division. Yes, because the division sucks, but you're the four seed and you're going to get bounced by the five seed wild card, whoever that might be, because you don't have Tannehill. If you've got Tannehill, then you can actually compete in said playoff games moving forward, I think. But we all know that they would have, Last year, they were able to sustain because of Ryan Tannehill without Derrick Henry. Like, Tannehill's more important to that aspect of it. Derrick Henry is your MVP, but Ryan Tannehill is needed to have a longevity of success throughout an entire season. So what's your answer? You have an answer. On which question? The question we asked. <laughs> Are you talking about the Malik or Tannehill? Yes, the question we okay. asked the chat. Uh, well, you asked me another question uh, leading up to that. So I think I think Tannehill starts. <laughs> well, 
I'm just talking through hypotheticals, dude. We're having a conversation. What's this? What's a sports talk show? A conversation? Yeah, but you didn't answer the question. It took okay. you, that's because like, I that's because I gave you a side question based off of what. But you you're asked. sitting here talking about all Malik and Malik Malik, and you don't answer the damn question until the, the end, and you backdoor and you just say Tannehill plays. That's because I was it reacting makes no to you. damn sense. Zach, I was <laughs> reacting to your opinion. I'm not allowed you to react. Spent to three minutes going I, through that. I so I asked you a follow up question. What's the what's the harm in that? I asked you a follow-up question. Is you're not answering the you questions. Said. We're having a conversation. <laughs> like, what's the problem? He was building up to not answer the no, question. Zach, I wasn't So why? So answer the question. Look, the topic is the question we asked the chat. Everybody in the chat answered the question. Yes. You failed to answer the question until okay. the end. What's your reasoning because behind it? Because I follow it? up. Do you know how conversations work? What's like, your? Not an, of course. Of course I know how conversations work. I have conversations multiple times a day with tons of people. What I'm asking you is, why'd you go through all that hoopla to just backdoor and say, I think Tannehill's strong? Why do you Be, think Tannehill's strong? Because start? something you've given you said, zero indication on Zach, what your answer is Zach, and why you think your answer is because, that way. Okay, because you said something that made me think, hmm, what about this? And so I asked you, hey, what do you think about that? It's a conversation and I have a follow-up question because of your answer. I'm sorry. What's your I'm reasoning? I'm sorry for doing that. What's I'm your sorry re- for- well, yeah, you can apologize for not answering the question. What's oh, your on, reasoning dude. behind your answer? My reason because because I just I just think that was the plan all along. I don't think Ryan Tannehill needs to practice on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday to play for the Chiefs. I think the way you heal from a sprained ankle is by rest, ice, compression, and elevation. And so practicing does none of that in rice. So that's what I'm thinking here is that the plan the whole time was to get Tannehill able to go on Sunday night against Kansas city and have Malik go versus the Texans, the worst human football. But again, the the whole Malik stuff doesn't is not what the Titans are thinking. It was just a follow up. It was, I mean, we're having a conversation. What's what's wrong with that? I I was just following up on something to see what your thoughts were. Yeah, I was curious on how you thought about something. Sue me, okay? <laughs> like God, what I, is wrong? I'm with not going to bring a lawsuit. I just want you to answer the question like everybody did, else does. I, that's fine. I'm not against answering the question. I'm just having a natural conversation about a football topic. Well, you're saying that none I, of that matters, though, because you think that Tannehill is going to start regardless. I mean, I don't think it, none of it matters. It was just a. It was just a, an exercise. Like, what's wrong with that? It's an exercise. I, I asked you your opinion about a, a, a conversation topic. Yeah, what, is, I, what is wrong with that? I, I, I don't I just, understand. I, we're trying to get answers here. We're not it's trying fine. to do hypotheticals. I answer the question. Next time, I won't ask you a follow-up questions because that's where you get good conversations. You can ask me as many, many questions as possible. It's I fine. just want you to answer the question that we're I'm asking. not against answering the freaking question, Zach. I, I know you're not against it. You just don't consistently do it. Well, it's that's we, the I, as, Well, I, I took us. All right, whatever. <laughs> Screw this. I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. I'm not allowed to have an organic conversation develop and change away from the the, the strict plan. You want me to follow the strict you, plan? You that. could do it. You just need to answer the question like I, we asked everybody fine. else. I'm, I was curious. That, that's the whole point of the show. We're curious to see what your opinion is. And then you get through all of that stuff and you don't answer the question. I've got to ask again, what's your answer? Okay, the third whatever. time this right, week. Whatever. We, whatever. We do whatever. That. Screw you. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about the next topic we have going on. Is this a measuring stick for the Titans and what they have going up against them uh, throughout this season? Is Are the Titans a 
uh, a chance to measure themselves against one of the AFC's top teams in the Kansas City Chiefs. But first, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. Quick trip down I-40 exit 236. That's WilsonCountyHyundai.com. The Palisade, full-size SUV, third-row seating, all the bells and whistles. They've got you covered. It's not your mama's minivan. It's an upgrade. And if you don't need a full-size SUV, they've got four-door sedans like the Sonata. They've got the Elantra, the Tucson, the Santa Fe. They even have the Ionic, which is battery-powered. It's so fuel-efficient, it doesn't need fuel. It will fuel you based on the electric slide. You'll be sliding all over uh, Nashville, Middle Tennessee. It doesn't matter. You can slide on over to WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Check out their inventory and Payne Bone and his team, family-owned and operated, will hook you up with your perfect make and model. That's WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Download the BetMGM app. Use our code ATOZ Sports to get a risk-free bet up to one thousand uh, dollars for a risk-free bet on pro football. Do that. Download the app. Sign up with the code ATOZ Sports, and then make your first deposit. BetMGM gives you a risk-free bet on pro football up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or old. Tennessee only new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualifications and eligible requirements. Wars issued with knowledge of all for credit. For bets expiring seven days from probably game support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. Jeffrey Simmons was asked uh, this week if this is a measuring stick game for the Titans. Here's his answer. Measuring stick games is one that where you, you guys just want to see how you stack up against teams that are this explosive? Nah, I mean, we're going to play all standard football. Our all, um, job is to go up there, get a win, and not see how we match up against the Kansas City Chiefs or whoever else may be. It's, the Titans need to find a way to win one game, and that's it just so happened to Chiefs the next game on the schedule. And like I said, we coming into this game, you know, like I said, this whole week got to be a great week of practice because we got first and second down. And we, like I said, we have to be great on first and second down and then be able to get off the field on third down. So it's not a measuring stick for Jeffrey Simmons. Zach, do you think it's a measuring stick for the Titans? I think it absolutely is. I think that was a variable canned answer. I think that uh, – most players in the locker room would tell you the same thing that Jeffrey Simmons. And look, I don't know why uh, Jeffrey Simmons was opening up about contracts in the last couple of weeks. And then he goes back to being what, you know, the company towing the company line of Vrabel. Hey, be good on first and second. I guarantee Vrabel has said that in some form or fashion in a defensive meeting, be good on first and second down so we could get off the field on third down. That's the recipe of stopping good offenses. This is definitely a measuring stick because they, the Buffalo Bills, I mean, you can't take anything from the Buffalo Bills game. They pulled their players in the third quarter. It was that far gone yeah. in prime time. You can pull some things against the Raiders, against the Colts a couple of times, against the Commanders, because those were true tests that they had to gut it out and make a play or force the other team to make a mistake. And that happened a couple of times. This is a true test because meaningful game. We talked about the possibility of getting a leg up on the second seed in the AFC in the playoff standings. That stuff doesn't matter as much in week eight. But once you blink twice and it's week 16, 17, and 18, it does mean something. And this is where you win those games to help you on down the road. And I think this is a redemption. Austin, I referenced the Buffalo Bills game in prime time on the road 
embarrassed. Mm -hmm. You don't want to do that again because more people watch primetime games than high noon games in Nashville. It's just the facts. So this is, and not saying that perception matters because at the end of the day, you either win or you lose, but you don't want to get embarrassed because playoff games, Austin, those are primetime games. And the last two years, the Titans haven't performed very well in primetime playoff games. So I do think that this is a measuring stick of how you can compete with superior competition in your conference, which is the road to get to where you want to go, which is this year's Super Bowl. So I actually don't think this game this Sunday is a measuring stick. And the only reason why is because Ryan Tannehill is not himself, not fully healthy. And we're not going to see the Titans true ability on offense with a 60%, 70% Ryan Tannehill on the road. If Ryan same thing, if they won, if they won, then I go back to what I let off the show was, is that Mike Vrabel's got an advantage over Andy Reid. Go look at their win-loss record between Andy Reid and Mike Vrabel. Andy Reid's got the one big one in the AFC title game, but we've seen Mike Vrabel be, figure out how to beat Patrick Mahomes in the regular season a couple times. But again, like the Titans' offense, it's going to be a struggle because of the health or lack thereof health about the quarterback position. And so that's a big deal. Like, you maybe you think it's an excuse. And that's just that's just the reality of what this game is. If Ryan Tannehill plays, he's not going to be healthy. Like we know that he's not going to be very mobile, and he needs to be mobile because the offensive line struggles in pass protection. We know Dennis Daly's not very good. He's a turnstile at times, and so that's where I say that's the only way that I think this is not a measuring stick game. If the Titans beat the Chiefs, then the Titans continue to prove who they have been for the last four years under Mike Vrabel. That's what it does. So let's go if to the, the Titans. My, my point, if the Titans get blown out, then I don't view the Titans as like, Oh, yep. They're fake phony. They won five games in a row because of the competition. I don't view them that way. If they get blown out against the chiefs because of the health of the quarterback. I don't think they're fully phony, but it definitely, I'm closer to phony because of that. If that happens, you can't get blown up because Austin, the fact of the matter is regardless, you're going to have to play Buffalo or Kansas city and or Kansas city in, in the playoffs. Sure. But, but Zach, the, you, what you're missing is the, the quarterback health. If, if they get blown out because Ryan Tannehill can't move, then I don't care. Ryan Tannehill's injury, November 5th or 6th, and January 23rd, it, there's a big difference in that. That's my point. I, I don't necessarily think that as much. Let's go to the chat. Do you guys think this is a measuring stick for the Titans? So I'd be curious. This is a yes or no answer. Obviously, you've got Jeffrey Simmons saying no, that it is not a measuring stick, that you know company line, what we need to do. I look at this and I say, we can find out more. I mean, Kansas City's the best team that they've played besides Buffalo, right? By far. Because they're an AFC team. Look, I think if they play the Green Bay Packers or 
uh, you know, somebody in the NFC, I, I think less. That doesn't necessarily, but the fact that they're going to probably see this team again and notoriously have, if they do win, right? They may not see them in the the wild card round, but if you're going to get to the AFC Championship game, you're going to see the Bills or the Chiefs, guaranteed 100%. You cannot get to the Super Bowl without facing the Bills or the Chiefs. That's just what it is. We found that out, and you got to play. Austin, what you know, the, what's the spread? Uh the uh, I think I it's think like it's, twelve and a half. Yeah, it's big. Twelve and a half, Austin. I don't think regard like regardless of Ryan Tannehill's health. I still think it's a massive number, right? I don't think Tannehill's ankle deters the line astronomically. Yeah, 12 and a half right now at BetMGM. I bet you it's nine if Tannehill was healthy. Maybe, probably 10. So I'll give him two and a half. The injury maybe give two and a half. So 10, that's still a two-possession game. Vegas still thinks, regardless if Tannehill is healthy, that Kansas City's going to blow them out by multiple possessions. If the score is 30 to 20, it wasn't close. That's 10 points. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. If it was thir- if it's 33 to, to 20, it's not close. So, I, disagree. I disagree. Like the, the, a 30 to 20 final score can absolutely be a close game. You don't know how the game ended. But in in Arrowhead, I think with all the surrounding pieces, Vegas is telling us that regardless of Tannehill's injury, it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean that that's going to happen, right? Vegas has been wrong. Their covers happen, but what I think I am trying to explain is that Ryan Tannehill's health doesn't matter. I think he'll play. I think that, look, if Malik Willis had to play with a uh, sprained ankle, I'd be like, oh, no, this is bad. That's all he has. But Ryan Tannehill has proven that he can be a pocket pa- passer when he needs to. I think it's more about what he said, and this is he being Ryan Tannehill, can he protect himself, right? Right. If Malik plays, it's not a me- you can throw the measuring stick thing out the window because you understand the unique circumstance. I still think if Tannehill plays and if he's not mobile and can't do the things that have he's been able to do in the past, I, I don't worry about the result of this game determining the Titans' ceiling or not. I understand that Tannehill coming off of an injury is still probably not himself. So I, that's my point there. Now right. here's what I'll, I also I also want to say this. Like the tight, like a if the Titans get down by two scores to the Chiefs, they don't need to panic. If they get down by fourteen points or ten, they they don't need they don't to need panic. To. No, Correct. I'm saying my point is like stick with Henry and continue with that game plan. Don't panic if you're down fourteen or ten. If you're down three scores, okay, now now you can start to panic a little bit. But two scores. We've seen the Titans several times against better competition drop down nine to ten points in the fourth quarter and come back and do it. Kenneth asked, I disagree with that. I think if you get down two scores, your goose is cooked. I don't think the Titans. I, I, I don't. I, no, I don't think that. I'm not saying that they they still are in the game if they're down by fourteen. If the Chiefs, and I'm go saying up, I don't. I don't think that. If the Chiefs, <laughs> I think they don't have points. the firepower to come back. They can't score 17 points. <laughs> Zach, my, understand what I'm saying here. If the if you're down 14 points in the first half, there's no need to panic and go away from your game plan. You cannot make any more mistakes. 
your margin of error is now zero shut, but you still can stick with Derrick Henry and what you want to be able to do well and get back into it. Because if you panic and you go away from your game plan, that's the quickest way to making a mistake and going down three scores. If you stick with it, now maybe you score some points and you get a stop on defense and now you're right back in the game. That's my point. Because the defense is legitimate. Yes. Defense is very good. That the defense and Derrick Henry are going to hold you in the game if you are ever going to be in the game. James Woods brings this up. I don't know if it's the actor. I didn't realize James Woods, uh, a Family Guy, and all those other movies was was such a Titans fan. But Family the, Guy and all those other movies. Yeah. <laughs> the James Woods Family Guy like bit, segments bit that they bit. sprinkled in were fabulous. Uh, that was yeah. really funny. Um, his health does matter. He has no receivers, so he's going to have to move in the pocket. Without the two rookies that they drafted, right? So we know that Racy McMath and Des Fitzpatrick were da- drafted two years ago. Those guys aren't going to play. So two draft picks that you spent two full picks on, they are irrelevant and have been, honestly, since they were drafted. They have been irrelevant. Now, your two new draft picks will be irrelevant this week because both are on on IR and are not going to play. I think that the real concern is if they get down 14 points, Austin, they have no way to get back. Because all all Kansas City has to do is defend Derrick Henry. That's a tall task, but... The Titans, they cannot throw to anybody. Everybody is not good. Robert Woods is adequate, but Austin Hooper, Swain, Hollister, they're, they're just NWI. It's like, the, like name eight Seahawks players. You're probably not going to be able to do that, right? Seahawks, naming eight players from the team furthest geographically away from me, that's not in the conference that I pay attention to the most, but it's kind of difficult. <laughs> but that, the, what, what that's getting me into my point is if you surveyed NFL fans across the league, you know, like, like you get a TikToker with those mini microphones and they walk up to people and say, yeah, name three offensive players besides Derrick Henry for the Tennessee Titans. And they may say Ryan Tannehill, but I still but yeah, think they're going to struggle with I, the other two. I don't, know, I don't even know if I can name eight players but from the, on the Seahawks entire team, team that lost to the Patriots in the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, that's a lot of no, players sure from you the could. team. You absolutely could. You want to try? From- I, I guarantee you can name eight players from that Super Bowl team against the Patriots. I guarantee it. The Malcolm Butler interception team. Correct. Right. You want to do Russell it? Wilson, Russell Wilson, Marshawn Lynch, uh, Doug Baldwin, uh, you already Richard, said one. Richard Sherman. Did I already what, say what? What did you start with? What do you categorize Russell, the game as? The what game? Who intercepted the, the pass? Malcolm Butler game. Yeah. Malcolm Butler was on the Patriots, not the Seahawks. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What are you talking about? Uh, to, uh, the Legion of Boom. So that's uh, Cam Chancellor. Uh, I don't think was Earl Thomas on the Seahawks in that? team i'm trying not to look at the chat i've got my hand covering the chat um jimmy graham i don't know see that's the thing i don't know like eight players from a team 
is not easy, especially when it was like eight years ago. So Earl Thomas, you got six. I got six right now. Was Tyler Lockett on that team or was he still at K-State? Kyler, uh, Tyler Lockett was not on that team. Okay. You're missing the other wide receiver besides Doug Baldwin. Like, uh, Curse? Yeah. Jermaine Curse? Yeah. Who was their big offensive lineman? Oh, yeah. That's your one. That's really your last good. guy. I can't, I can't think of the left tackle. He was, I can't think of it. Um, you got one more. I know you can do this. I know this is, I've, I've seen the guy, so I know you're thinking about. Oh, I'm not going to be able to do it. I, we're wasting too much time now on the 2015 Seahawks. Bruce Irving. That's not who him? I was thinking of. Uh, I was trying to think. It wasn't Russell Kung is who I was trying to think of. I named Bobby Wagner, didn't I? I thought I named Bobby. Yeah, Wagner. yeah, you did. That was one yeah, of the first. I said Bobby Wagner earlier. Early. Russell Kung. No, was I, and I, was, I don't know. He, he was not Googling because I was not. I was hiding the chat. Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I had I, my hand over the I chat. I believe him. So seven out of eight. But my the, going back to the point is. Nobody knows. I doubt that a lot of people know that Robert Woods is even on the Titans. Much forbid the drop. And, and I guess here's my my overall overarching point: the drop off after Robert Woods, who is a number two wide receiver, is dis- disastrous. It is a drop from if you watch Game of Thrones, you know the wall. It's that far down. That's how big the drop is to where you start and. It's hard to even say that Robert Woods is at the top of the wall because Robert Woods, as we've seen, you know, A.J. Brown is single-handedly destroying the entire entire Titans wide receiving core as a whole. Mm -hmm. So if 14 points, Derrick Henry can get you maybe 10. I don't know if he can get you 17. Yeah, but again, like if you go back and watch Malik Willis's tape against the Texans, you saw on, you know, he missed the chick throw that we all know, right? The chick throw was wide the hell open and was going to be a big game, a big gain. Uh, On one of the times that Malik Willis got sacked, uh, both Robert Woods and NWI were wide open on their routes. And Malik Willis did have time to be able to uh, complete those passes, but he hesitated and got sacked. So there the was the op- line is very important, but there was opportunity in the game against the Texans that Malik Willis did not take advantage of because he wasn't ready and on schedule. So again, and then Tannehill, they stopped using them after right. they got up. They, well, they stopped using. Yeah, I mean they they got up. Uh, Derrick Henry was rolling. Dontrell Hilliard was rolling. So there was no point but to get out of there as quick as you can with 300 rushing yards. So Ryan you- Tannehill completes those two passes and they, and who knows what that turns into. And, you know, will Connolly be worth anything? Will yeah, he... I think Connolly will play. Yeah. I mean, he played 13 snaps last week. Yeah. Play uh, and think, not just block. Well, when you, th- when you th- drop back 13 times, there's not exactly a lot of opportunity. You got sacked three of them. And one of them was a throwaway. So there's nine real targets uh, went out there. <laughs> so that's what the game was for guy. You know, so. Last question before yeah. we move on to good news. Is there any chance in hell that the Titans can beat the Kansas City Chiefs with Malik Willis starting at quarterback? I 
I say yes. It's a small percentage, small chance. But my fallback example is week two, 2018 Titans beating the Texans. Now it was a home game and the Texans that year were good though. Like that was full Deshaun Watson, Deandre Hopkins, Texans. Like that was with JJ Watt, the defense Texans week two, 2018. That was Mariota out with a nerve injury. Lawan was concussed in a body bag. Uh, the other right tackle, Jack Conklin was also out because he had not returned back from the ACL the time before. And Blaine Gabbert was the starter through a screen pass touchdown to Taewon Taylor. Kevin Byard, fake punt touchdown pass to Crookshank, and the defense was great. That's that's the that's my fallback. That was at home and at noon. No, I understand. I, I said I, it I, home. that's all I my answer, and we'll go through some chat answers. Jared says yes, he agrees with you. Uh, no from Chris. He- hell no from Joseph. Joseph, uh, Facebook user says yes. This is if Malik Willis starts. Can the Titans win? Do they Zero have? You, no, you asked. Do they have any chance? And I said yes. It is a very small one, and that's my example because it, it's Mike Grable. I, I, I say no. I, I because of their circumstance. Because Malik Willis doesn't have anybody to throw to, and we don't even know if he can throw. Right. So like now a huge part of football is taken away because you don't know if your quarterback can throw and the people that he's throwing to are terrible. So I'm going to say no. I mean, I thought it was, you know, it, it was just the I think I mean, that I'm, we'll I'm know it, who's I mean, gonna start Sunday midday, right? Yeah, so, I mean, I'm giving that uh you know, that ex- you ask, do they have any chance? Yeah, a tiny one. That's my point. They won. They here, I'll just go through the numbers. They beat the Texans 20 to 17 in week two. Uh, the box score read Blaine Gabbert threw for 117 yards and a touchdown. He was only sacked one time. Kevin Byard had a 66 yard passing touchdown uh, to uh, uh, Dane Crookshank on a fake punt. Derrick Henry only averaged three yards a carry Dion Lewis and Derrick Henry were splitting carries at that point. How many and yards did Derrick Henry have? Rush? 56, 56 yards for Henry, 42 Dion yards Lewis. for Lewis. Ugh. Corey Davis had five catches for 55 yards. Taewon Taylor had three for 32. Luke Stalker had two for 15. Tajay had one for 14 and Richard had two for eight. The, the, the Titans defense sacked uh, Deshaun Watson four times. They picked him off. He threw for 310 yards, a lot of it to DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller, who each scored touchdowns. And Lamar Miller ran for 68 yards. Deshaun ran for 44. So the point is, the Texans threw for 300 yards, ran for 150, and they fumbled and threw picks. Again, it's the same thing. The Titans did not win the rushing battle, but they scored a special teams touchdown, and they forced turnovers on the Texans. And they didn't make mistakes themselves. But they lost two out of the three, didn't they? Uh, I'll have to go to the quarterback rating. Again, it's not like the the three the QBR uh, rushing and turnovers. It's not the book, but this is a well, unique circumstance where they did. They lost two out of the three. Technically, if you combine because of Byard's touchdown pass, which counts, the Titans had a better QBR than overall. Sean overall, if you combine. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, that counts. Derrick so Henry, Derrick Henry was also one for one passing for eight yards in that game. <laughs> so, 
you know, if you combine all the QB, all the QB ratings, then the Titans won that stat. They won the turnover battle. They lost the rushing battle. Two out of three. Texans were 11 and five that, that year. Texans, and yes. they, they got, well, that was Bill O'Brien losing 24 points to the uh, Chiefs in a blowout loss in the playoffs in Kansas City. Yes, that was the, yeah. It, that was when the, I think it was the second to last, it was when they won their back-to-back AFC South titles. It was that year and the year after. So, yes, I mean, the Titans have a small chance that they could do that because that's that was Mike Vrabel's uh, second I, game I, ever. That was at home and a noon game. It wasn't sure, but again, time with a bunch of liquored-up Chiefs fans. But it was also pre-Derrick Henry being Derrick Henry. No, I, I get that. and It was pre-Mike Vrabel. It was Mike Vrabel's second-ever game as a head coach. I think, again, my point is there's a slight, tiny, little bitty chance. And uh, Denise asked, why isn't Will Fuller on the Titans team? Well, Will Fuller actually retired. Nursing a hamstring. No, he retired. Did you see that? No. He he officially retired. Good. I, I, I'm not saying good because of the person, but I, I Will Fuller was a waste. A waste of space for a long time. And people kept on giving him chances, kept on giving him chances. And he was just no good. He kept on getting hurt. Well, yeah. He, he missed like... Yeah, yeah, Pistol Ramsey, love of the show. I just said all of that stuff. I should have just condensed it down to injury prone. Well, in that game, in in that game in September 2018 in in Nissan Stadium, he had eight catches for 113 and a touchdown. (laughs) So it was pretty good that day. But again, that was not uh, many days after. (laughs) A long time ago. A long time ago. All right, let's let's finish up this week with ain't that good news. Uh, but first, let me tell everybody, speaking of injuries like Will Fuller, he could have used some bone and joint institute in his life. Maybe in retirement, he can get back to health to live out the rest of his life healthy with the Bone and Joint Institute. If you get hurt in life, know where to go to, know who to trust. With the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, they are the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Trust them. If you're in Middle Tennessee, Southern Kentucky, Northern Alabama, that's the best place you can possibly go, boneandjointtn.org. We are powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. Risk-free bet up to $1,000. Use the promo code ATOZ Sports, all one word in the promo code tab. You get a, a risk-free bet for new users. They're hooking you up. Download the app today. They've got you covered. They are great. You got a lot of good football this weekend. Right there, use that promo code ATOZ Sports. Let's get to good news. <laughs> Ain't that good news to wrap up our week like we always do? Uh, real quick, uh, f- official good news from me uh, before my actual good news. I did purchase the top hat and monocle. I was thinking about that for Monday. Now the monocle that I got, I could not find it. I just bought a real monocle, so it actually does have the magnifying glass. Uh, it was six bucks on Amazon, so uh, I went ahead and got it. We'll see what happens if I. How do? Maybe we should have this question when you're actually wearing it. Yeah, when uh, I have, we're gonna hold. Yeah, we're I gonna can't hold answer the question. Until Let's I have go it. with the monocle and top hat uh, question when we have the monocle and top hat. So we'll pause that for Monday. All right. So ain't that good news from everybody else? What uh, What are people saying about the good news in the chat? Uh, let's see here. Good news, good news, good news. Ain't that good news? Noah says, ain't that good news? His Cleveland Cavaliers have won six in a row and are six and one on the year. Cavs are back. Noah, I watched that Celtics game uh, the other night. 
the Cavs, Donovan Mitchell. I mean, they've, I will say they've kind of replaced LeBron from years ago with now a good, worthy team with good draft picks and free agent acquisitions. Noah, I, I agree with you. I think the, the Cavs are going to compete for that East uh, Eastern Conference title. G-Man on base is good news, home sweet home, back in the central standard time zone right there for G-Man. Stacy says good news is that his uh, cousin and his family from Orlando is coming home from Chattanooga for Christmas, New Year's. It's been three years since Stacy has seen them. So, uh, Stacy, wow. there you go. Uh, that is good news for there. Nick says good news celebrating his wife's birthday today, going to the winery uh, today and tomorrow. That's double winery right there. Mm. So uh, cheers to Nick and uh, his his wife. Happy birthday to your wife. Nate says good news loading up the jet skis, surfboards, and going down to Devil's Point this weekend. Now that's good. I don't know where Devil's Point is. It's in Australia. Nate's our uh, Australian viewer. Oh man, now I'm really jealous. So Nate, Nate, I actually thought I thought of you, Nate, uh, a couple weeks ago because my wife and I on Netflix, there is a new season of The Mole, old old TV show from the early 2000s, but they brought it back into the new season of The Mole, and it was in Australia. And I was wondering, like, I wonder if our guy Nate is uh, anywhere near these places that they filmed because they went all over the dang continent there. But interesting. I would really like to know how Nate would say the word after death before sharp. We're, uh, after death before razor. Yeah. Australian Riza, Riza, Riza. I think we've been over. Raise a blight. I think we've been over. Like, does Nate is Nate from Australia or is he from here and then just moved there? I can't In remember. In my mind, he's all, he's full fledged. We've been there, Australian right, well, then, surfer. Well, all right, Zach. Uh, whenever you read Nate's comments moving forward, you have to read Nate's comments in an Australian accent. <laughs> that may be tough. I don't know if everybody wants to hear <laughs> that, but Raise a blight. All right, um, let's see here. Uh, there you go, and. Uh, Ken says, good news, went a whole segment this morning without uh, writing A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown was not mentioned today until Ken's comment. And that and that was after he played last night and scored a touchdown, which is a lot better than the Titans wide receiving court. I did see some A.J. Brown uh, comments in the chat. That we but just we did not we, bring that up. Usually I not, particularly I, did not. I, I was going to say, it's not me that we got to worry about with that. <laughs> Uh, Aaron says, good news is uh, this morning going to work out at Planet Fitness this yep. afternoon. Uh, area getting some rain, so they need some. The rain's going to come. Justin says, good news is by the time the stream is over, everybody in the chat will drop a like. Hey, right, Justin, yes. right there. You can go ahead and like the show before you go. We're just getting uh, going on good news. Austin, what is your good news? Uh, real quick, I did want to give uh, our guy Ian uh, a shout out in his good news uh, because Ian uh, from Scotland said he's got one more shift today, then he's off to the USA tomorrow. He will be in Kansas City for the Titans game. Then he's going to the, the Green Bay game, then to Nashville for a couple Preds games. So Ian's making his Titans and Preds road trip across the pond. So shout out to Ian there. Uh, my good news, Zach, I don't know what to do. I I've been excited since Tuesday night 
when the Tennessee Volunteers were the number one team in the college football playoff and they're going to Georgia, my good news is that I I don't know how to handle this success. I'm fired up for this game. I'm going in with trying to be as calm as I possibly can. My goal is to watch it in a public place so that I don't go crazy at my house by myself. Because I like to watch games with people that have the same interest in the games. But with this, I need to have a public setting around me so I can act like a normal person and not freak out, not overreact to every snap, every third down failed conversion, all these things that happen. I My good news is that the Vols have an actual chance to go to the college football playoff and lock it up by beating Georgia tomorrow. I I agree with if they beat Georgia, it's they they will go. Yeah. They have to. Like the the college football playoff has to put them in. Because even if they get blown out by Alabama, they probably do a well, they wouldn't do a rematch because I don't know who would be number one because of the oh, shakeup. Oh, no, I've already gone through this. Uh, me, Zach Reagan, and Charlie Burris are Vols riders. We've already gone through this. There's, there's a chance the Vols could play Alabama three times this year. <laughs> okay, so there you go. Yeah. Um, here would be my suggestion. Your first question was, how do I handle this? Do what you've always done and expect to lose. And then if you don't, then it's the celebration. Oh, my bet That's been the mindset for Vol fans I, I, for Two decades. Again, like somebody asked me yesterday who is a Tennessee fan and and knew who I was and was like, so what do you think? I'm like, Vegas usually isn't this wrong. And I don't know if you've seen this. What's the line? Georgia minus eight and a half. And it's not I knew it was plus like 240 for them to win. It is not moved at all. But 90 plus percent of the bets are on Tennessee. So... And it hasn't moved. I think Vegas never messes this big. I think I under, unfortunately think Georgia wins, but again, that's how I'm going into the game. So I'm trying to keep myself calm, but my good news is to enjoy my alma mater being the number one team in college football for the first time in my adult life. I think that they have a great opportunity to win. I think they're a good football team. They have offensive firepower. I think Josh Heupel is a good head coach, good manager. Now, when things get tight, the good thing is they've already played a close game and won, right? The Alabama thing, I do think, is a turning point for a team to prove to themselves that they can do it. I think the pit game is the first one that blew, that proved that. Right. So, on the road, not scoring a bunch of points, having to win dirty and squeak it out in overtime on the road. I think the pit game got Which could have changed the course of the season. And, and, and Tennessee ball fans knew that when they played pit. They said, this could change our season. We This is a good test to see where we're at. You blink four or five times, all of a sudden you're undefeated. You're the number one team in the country going up against Georgia. Get your popcorn ready. Sound the SEC CBS music 2.30. I'll be watching just like probably the rest of the country. Yeah, I I get anxiety shakes when the CBS music starts. Uh, So mine has nothing to do with football. Mine is a good or bad news. So for the first time, and it goes to our sponsor to the degree of Farm Bureau Health Plans, I went to the eye doctor this week and I found out that I have like a slight stigmatism. Yeah. So they gave me new contacts 
to test out, and I may not need, but I've put them in my eyes today for the first time. And I can see crystal clear, but, and you don't wear contacts, do you? No. They're I've had to wear my glasses more often though. Recently. They're oversized. So anybody in the chat, okay, I'm sure we got a ton of people that wear contacts. They are so big that I'm not used to them. That's why the doctor was like, look, give them a week. But I can see so much clearer than I had before. I mean, it's sharp, like dead set red. But my good bad news is my I can see clearly now the rain is gone, but will the rain come back because these things will not cooperate because they're too big for my eye. Well, can't so, you just, well, this is just a test period though, right? It is a test period, but I'm in like hour three of my test period. And so like, I, I don't love them right now. And so I've got to kind of continue the test period for multiple days. So hopefully they we, will. We shouldn't like, you know, once you can like prove, okay, I like these, these make a difference. These help. Then you go get the, the ones that. Right. But they, I, that may not happen. Right. I, the test period, I'm just starting my test period. So a week in, I got to give it some time. I've started my test period today and I don't love them. I love the fact that I can see better, but. You don't love the fact that they're too big. Yeah. So, I don't but isn't, them. isn't the test all about finding out if they make you see better? No, the test is to see if they're comfortable and I can see better. I'm going to have to wear these every day, right? So that that's the test. They have, to check both, they have to check both boxes. I guess, I, I mean, I again, I've never had to deal with contact, so I have no idea. Yeah, My that, thought is like, did you get something because they were... No, I mean, this is just how contacts are. They, so you can't just, get the same contacts, you're smaller? Uh, not that I know of. I think contacts are like one size. But these are just bigger. Yeah. And I think it's because they help the astigmatism, which I don't even know what that means, but I've got it. It means means that you have something that's not easily corrected by a normal glass. Astigmatism definition. Uh, Imperfection in the curvature of the eye that causes blurred distance and near vision, which is exactly what I have. I can't see anything. So whenever I hear the word astigmatism, I think of that one commercial from like 20 years ago with the two blonde twins going, we have astigmatisms. (laughs) I do remember that. (laughs) But they're different. We have astigmatisms, but we're twins, but our astigmatisms are different. Like that's exactly what I think of. (laughs) All right. That's all I got. All right, that's it for us for this Friday. Big weekend ahead because Vols, Georgia, halftime, post-game show, Charlie Burris, Jonathan Crompton, they're going to have a fantastic halftime and post-game show for you. Also, Picks Show, A to Z Sports Picks, Alan Bell, Brian Edwards, they'll give you some ideas and some advice on how to bet that game and the Titans coming up on Sunday. And then Zach and I will be live for Sunday Night Football. Buck Rising will have a to Z sports Titan game day morning at 1130 on Sunday. So big weekend ahead for everybody. A to Z sports. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube to get all of it. And we will see you guys on Sunday evening. Have a great start to your weekend. Talk to you soon. Appreciate it as always. Adios.